That all-or-nothing story shows up in so many different ways, so stay alert. Welcome aboard Sprout One. I'm your host, Dave Algio, Chief Sprout Sweater. Make your way to your seat and strap in for another exhilarating journey into your inner space where we blast away the meteors of a muggy mindset and gain a clearer way forward towards a more focused and fulfilled future. It's episode 19, Dealing with All or Nothing. As we lift off the pad and before we get into the episode, don't forget, if you find that the demands of life and the meaning of it all is leading you to sleepless nights, tossing and turning, deep and not so deep questions rattling around your head, then hop on over to SproutSweater.com and gain access to my free Operation Snooze Sleep Improvement audio program. Start getting your head back and your shit together so you can start getting life back on your terms. SproutSweater.com Are you all or nothing? I know I am, or at least I can be if I don't recognise it taking hold. But what do I mean by all or nothing? Well, first let's hark back to previous episodes, in particular episode one, in which I introduced the idea of the stories we tell ourselves. The stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, about others, about the world around us. And this is our mind's way of making sense of the world, by creating these narratives. And they're stories in which we feature as a main character trying to navigate this sometimes confusing and challenging world. Those stories originate through our upbringing and life experiences, and and they play a huge part in in kind of shaping who we are. As does the, as do those experiences shape those stories. Their main goal is to help us get through life, and that doesn't necessarily mean to get through life happily. We can be made utterly miserable or laid low with anxiety in the process. Yet those powerful narratives still do their job and seem to operate on a different set of priorities. I guess. I guess that might be the values or things that we hold as dearly held, strongly held beliefs. Like, there's no way they'll see me cry or see me as weak or fail, or I just have to take it and get on with it. Um, These are stories that are moulded around a core set of beliefs that we've shaped through life. And by the time we get to adulthood, they can be pretty well ingrained. So as I say, check out episodes one and and 12 uh, as well, where I interview Simon Raybould, Dr. Simon Raybould, about the schemas and scripts concept of how we develop these stories and meta stories in life. But today I want to focus in on that all or nothing thinking and how that can shape some of the more problematic stories some of us live by. All or nothing thinking, in short, is that tendency to approach life, a goal, a project, a task, or our day-to-day life in an extreme way. There's no middle ground or grey area here. You're either on or you're off. The diet starts tomorrow and when tomorrow comes, boy am I on it. Full on, fully engaged, pushing back life to ensure I am fully committed until I'm not. And then, well, and then I'm not. I'm not just a little bit on, I'm all off. Because what's the point of doing a little bit anyway? It makes no difference, does it? So I might as well. Or fitness. Right, fitness back to it a day, off out for a five mile run, hobble back, and then I'm off. No half measures, no small daily rituals or habits. I'm either in, all in, or out, all out. (laughs) As you can see, this is very much the antithesis of the sprout sweating philosophy, isn't it? 
The whole philosophy of sprout sweating is to break things down into small sprout sized chunks and sweat those small chunks consistently, knowing that the results won't come overnight. There won't be a magical transformation, but the sprouts are small enough that I can do them anyway with minimal mind friction and get on with life in other respects, trusting in the sprout. And I guess this is the way we come back to the question, are you all or nothing? It's actually surprisingly common. So I wouldn't be surprised that there's not more than a few of you out there. For me, this, this pervaded all aspects of my life, fitness, eating, relationships, friendships, work, productivity, study, you name it. And it does have benefits. I've achieved a lot, got loads done and made progress. However, it just wasn't sustainable. And it took me years to realize it. To realize it was a thing that I was doing that could be changed. I mean, I didn't even get that that was the case. I just thought it was part of me. I didn't even know it was a thing. The years of flogging hard and reaching or passing burnout, then stopping, sometimes for days, sometimes for weeks, sometimes years, or even forever, that just seemed natural. And I guess it's a phrase that I've used before in previous podcasts, but consistently inconsistent. That's a phrase that I tended to use to describe that process. But despite the apparent benefits and the results, often the nothing part of the all or nothing would result in losing much, if not all of what I'd gained, especially in terms of fitness and health. Relationships on the whole, well, they were a bit more forgiving. And in terms of productivity, I guess a tangible result like the uh, all or nothing, all out effort to create 500 daily sprout videos. They're one minute long videos, uh, which I created a few years back. Check them out. The link will be in the show notes. You can sign up to them. Food for thought, forgive the pun. That was a tangible thing. So that all or nothing effort resulted in a tangible thing that is still there. So it's not, it's not always that you end up going back. But here's the real choker. <laughs> Over the years, the psychological strain of that all-out effort of the all, coupled with the despondency, hopelessness, and even the self-cruelty that arose when I was into the nothing periods, was crushing. Yeah, on my spirit in particular, but more noticeably on my motivation and willpower. I'm now 51. Back when I was 21 or even 31, all or nothing was natural and it seemed to work for me. I could pick myself up, dust myself off, get back on with it with relatively little cost. But now, oh God, I just don't have it in the tanks anymore. I still fall into all or nothing. Right, next week it starts. Train it three times a day. Three, yeah, three. Fasting and I'm going to meditate and do a pre-Z time routine. Sleep relaxation every night. Now, in the past, I might have managed several weeks of that. Now, well, <laughs> one day if I'm lucky. Not only is what I've described completely ridiculous in terms of achievability, but it's also self-evidently not sustainable. Now, I'm not saying that you couldn't build up to that by layering of small habits, those sprout-sized actions, embedding habits and building and building over time. Um, and defining what I mean by workout, you know, does a workout include sort of low-level, easy stuff? But So I'm not saying that's not achievable, but I guess you would then have to ask yourself the question, well, why would you do it? What's the benefit? What's the downside? Because that's the other side of all or nothing thinking, that we can embark on something with a grand idea that this will solve everything or achieve something great. And actually, why will it? What am I actually aiming for? So I'll revisit last week's episode about the vision for your life. But anyway, park that side. The point is, now... As I'm, well, I'm into middle age, I guess, I don't have the fuel in the tanks, the reserve, 
the emotional, physio physiological, uh, psychological, or the physical fuel I once had. So that all or nothing story has become a major issue. In a way, I guess it's that's actually a good thing because it's it's not a healthy way of approaching life or achieving the huge things I want to achieve. And yes, I have big dreams and big goals. I'm not anti-big dreams or big goals just because I'm a sprout sweater and I will do an episode on that in due course. But what I've had to come to confront in this mindset is because I can't ignore it, I'm now starting to talk, to deal with it and realise that we can make far more progress, achieve far more sustainable success by the small incremental efforts. And I guess, uh, just one point, I guess, I'm talking as if it's in the present. This was a realisation a few a couple of years ago, and I've been working on it since. That doesn't mean to say I get it perfect right now. I do fall back into the habits and catch myself, which means I have to remain on my guard because I do still fall prey to it from time to time. And I guess that's why I mention the stories, because we tell ourselves those stories, and they are our inner narratives that can be shaped by that all or nothing mindset. Because one thing about these mindsets, like the all or nothing mindset, is it's a devious little bee. It dresses itself up in different clothes, or I guess for the purposes of our analogy here, in different stories. It's a bit like fiction novels or movies. I mean, there's, let's be right, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, aren't there? Different characters, settings, challenges, relationships, setbacks, successes, and so on. But at the core, there are only a handful of plots around there, around which, you know, these character settings, etc., are all woven. Now, I don't know how true this is, but I want to read that there are only seven plots around which all stories are, are woven. And there may be more, but I don't know. But if you, if you, I think if you get the idea that the deeper you look into any fiction that you read, for example, you probably can see the same plot development with the different characters wrapped around it. Terry Pratchett, for example, the late, great Terry Pratchett. Um, I loved his Discworld stories. I still do. I love those stories. But let's face it, the plot they revolve around is generally the same. Different characters dispersed around different situations, an unlikely hero, there's a foe, uh, and they're all woven together and brought together in this final uh, confrontation where the successful outcome for the hero. And that's kind of the, the formula, if you like. Now, I don't mean to demean the writer or any writer. The art and genius is in actually disguising the plot within the wonderful variation of those moving parts. But that, my friends, is exactly what happens with our gnarly mindsets that get in our way. They become more woven, more intricate and more sneaky once we start to become aware of them. And they can trip us up in ever more devious ways. So that's what I'm talking about with the all or nothing thinking. Being aware of it, knowing that you do it, is the only the first step. And it's not the only one, because there's all or nothing thinking. There is, who am I to think I am? Or, I see, I told you so. What, I, I, don't bother, it never works for me. These kinds of core beliefs are then become stories that look for reinforcing evidence in our life, but they are powerful stories. So once we identify them, we need to be alert to them, sneaking back up on us in different disguises or different stories. Fitness, you know, for example, Dave, man, you just need to get your act together and commit. Or come on, man, a big push and we can get this done and set yourself a huge challenge like cycling lands into John Gross. That'll focus your mind. That was a particularly savage one, I've got to be honest. And so on. Or diet, you just need to be strong. Or just gut it out, you didn't have enough motivation last time. This time though, you can do it man, just go for it. 
and so on in all areas of life, work, study, projects, you name it. And I guess the question here is, if you recognize this, what are yours? Start to recognize them. I'd be interested, so drop me a line, dave at sproutsweater.com. But what to do about it? Well, the first thing is to recognize that you don't tackle all or nothing <laughs> with an all or nothing plan of attack. It might sound obvious, but I know that that's a sneaky mindset. It'll try to get in on the solution, won't it? So here's some tips. One, identify the mindset. Is this you? If so, recognize it and label it. Key thing, label it, not you. You are not all or nothing. You do all or nothing. It's really important to separate that out. Two, catch yourself in the act. Now, this can be easier said than done. And in the early days, perhaps a little bit easier than, you know, as the, as the mindset gets a bit sneakier. But look for the signs. You can often spot them arising. Look for the big neon signs, the obvious ones, like the fitness plan that is grand and I'm going to do shitloads of exercise on the diet. I'm going to stop eating all that shit and eat totally healthy and it's all. Or work, just, just floor it. Just get it done. These big grand languages or the things that we plan are often big in scale. Well, they usually are, aren't they? They're bigger than is sustainable. So three, acknowledge that this will be an ongoing process and not a one-off. You will find yourself knee deep in all or nothing before you know it a fair few times, especially as the stories get sneakier. So self-compassion and a bit of forgiveness is the name of the game. And number four, the key is to take regular time out to reflect, not necessarily specifically look to look for all or nothing lurking in the background. It's enough to know that you're prone to it, but reflect in one or both of these following ways. One, take 20, 10 to 20 minutes each week to down tools, grab your cabbage slice and sprout plan, see last week's episodes, uh, and just reflect on how you are doing. And is what you are doing, the sprout sweating, not only moving you towards the goal, but is it sustainable? A dead giveaway to all or nothing thinking is that you find yourself unable to sustain the habits and actions you've committed to. If you find yourself self-sabotaging by criticizing yourself for being weak, lazy or pathetic, look again. Maybe you have made the sprouts, the habits, too big to sustain at an early stage of the habit formation. Remember, we've got to start small and we've got to let them embed and get stronger before we let them grow. And secondly, take time away daily to do nothing. Stare out the window, go for a walk, park the agenda and the to-do list and let your subconscious mind be free to surface the stuff it needs you to notice. That can be a game changer actually in becoming more self-aware, but it can also surface that all or nothing, nothing thinking in places that you may have not spotted before. And then rinse and repeat. So as our craft, the Sprout One begins the landing process, allowing you to return to your fellow humans. Decide to take on your all or nothing thinking with a Sprout Sweaters approach. Small victories over it, breaking down big actions and plans into smaller than you think chunks and practice sticking with the sustained Sprout Sweating. And get on with other things in life that give you a sense of enjoyment and fulfillment. Happy travels. Take care. I hope you've enjoyed your flight aboard Sprout One. For show notes and information on how to get the podcast feed direct to your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other favorite podcast feed, visit SproutSweater.com. And touchdown.